I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Remember, we were shipwrecked together. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My co-host is Greg Cott. And if you want to be the first to hear our bonus podcast, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon, like Jez from Australia. Hey, Jez, I know you would love a Midnight Oil episode. We got it on the list. The problem is the list is 7,843 uh, things we're excited to talk about long. But, but, but you know, hang in there, Jez. We'll get to Midnight Oil. Greg and I have so much music we are always eager to share with you. There's no telling what we're going to uh, pop up on the Desert Island jukebox on any given day when we have a song that we can't live without. Uh, Greg, give us a little hint of what you're going to talk about. Uh, Jim, I want to focus on a self-described street singer, one of the greatest street singers of all time. I'm eager to hear that, Greg, and in a minute we'll get to it on this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. Greg, what song are you going to add to the Desert Island Jukebox today? Yes, Jim, I want to add a song by the Shangri-Las, a great group from the uh, the 60s led by one Mary Weiss who, who left us way too soon at age 75 in January. That is a little bit of Remember Walking in the Sand, the great 1964 single by the group called the Shangri-Las, lead vocals by one Mary Weiss, who died on January 19th at the age of 75. Uh, Mary Weiss, just a pioneering vocalist and dramatic almost actor in a lot of her songs. Mm, Um, 
largely written by Shadow Morton, uh, produced by Shadow Morton, the great Shadow Morton. Some people may know him from uh, producing the second New York Dolls album. Yeah. The New York Dolls were huge fans of Mary Weiss and Shadow Morton in particular. Uh, you know, Shadow sort of fashioned himself as the East Coast answer to Phil Spector. He wanted big, dramatic, orchestrated productions. Mary Weiss made it work because she wasn't a particularly melodramatic singer. There mm. was a sense of yearning and vulnerability in her voice that made these songs come alive. It wasn't just sort of a soap opera scenario, which in a lot of different hands could have happened. Yeah, uh, Weiss really, uh, you know, made it made it work. Um, she started out the band with a uh, with her sister and uh, a couple of twins that they they all knew each other from high school in Queens, New York. They named themselves the Shangri-Las after a Long Island restaurant. You know, really Very modest beginnings. Yeah, seven top forty hits between '64 and '66. Mary hated being called a part of a girl group. Mm. She thought it, even back then she thought it was a sexist uh, notion that girls, in particular, girl group, the, the sort of demeaning terminology, uh, meant that they really weren't artists, and she believed quite the opposite. Um, you know, when people asked her, what do you consider yourselves then? She said, I'm a street singer. Mm. I'm not particularly well trained, but, you know, most of the so-called girl groups were coming out in gowns and dresses. Yeah, grooming and, school. And, uh, you know, here comes the Shangri-Las dressed in leather pants, you yeah. know, and... Uh, you know, I think the only comparable figure from that era would have been somebody like Ronnie Spector of the Ronettes. Mm -hmm. Kind of that tough attitude, you know, rock and roll sensibility uh, to these pop Well, songs. and Ronnie and was, had that. she was fighting Phil Spector every inch of the way to assert herself, whereas it seems like Mary Weiss uh, had the blessing and freedom and, and, a, and a more equal partnership with Shadow Moore. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, um, she, she had a huge role in how these songs came off. Uh, she was certainly no one's puppet. Um, you know, and she was working with some of the best folks. I mean, besides Shadow Morton, I mean, uh, you know, Jeff Berry and Ellie Greenwich, uh, great songwriting team out of the Brill Building, wrote songs for them. Uh, so they were extremely well respected. Uh, the sound effects in the songs, the melodrama, you mm. know, people tend to focus on that a little bit. But a lot of these songs are talking about loneliness, loss some of the most gruesome tragedies in, in pop song history, you know, well, yeah, described the, in these songs. You and know? the sound effects, you know, they sound one way today maybe, but bursting out of an AM radio, oh, uh, you know, one of those little pocket jobs carrying it around when these singles were on the pop charts. Right. I mean, it was, you, nobody had heard that. I remember my, you know, first time I heard it, and I'm like, you know, there was some top 40 countdown of the greatest songs of all time, and the Shangri-Las would come on, and my eyes were just popping out of my head, mm -hmm. like, what the heck is this? It was like cinema, you know, on this little transistor radio, you know, it was incredible. Uh, you know, remember walking in the sand, leader of the pack, Give him a great big kiss. I can never go home anymore. I mean, the songs were indelibly great, uh, one after the other. Joey Ramone flat out told Mary one time, he saw her, she came to CBGB to see the Ramones, and he said the Ramones wouldn't exist without the Shangri-Las, yeah. which may have been a slight overstatement, but, you know, Joey really appreciated their sound and their sensibility, and obviously the New York Dolls adored them. Uh, you know, they covered their songs. They, they hired their producer. I mean, you think about Debbie Harry, you think about the Slits, the Au Pairs, the Raincoats, Chrissy Hind, mm -hmm. the Riot Girl bands. They all cited uh, Mary Weiss and the Shangri-Las as a huge, huge influence on what they did. Uh, so that cannot be, uh, you know, overstated. 
And, you know, sadly, Mary got fed up with the music industry very quickly. You know, mm-hmm. they had all those hits, and they never got the respect they deserved or the, you know, they just signed bad contracts, got screwed like yeah. a ton of other artists did during that era. The recurring and, and story. And left, you know, left the yeah. music industry, just stopped. And eventually c- came back and made a couple of records, but, you know, it wasn't really the same anymore, uh, which is a sad a story, but the the legacy is just uh, monumental. And uh, you know, I, where do you start with this group? One of their lesser known hits is a song that I want to focus on. Really groundbreaking at the time. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, John Henderson, who cited past, present, and future as just an incredibly powerful song uh, that was way ahead of its time. 1966. It was kind of a lower end uh, chart hit. Uh, a song about sexual violence and how mm. one woman dealt with it. Uh, it co-written by Shadow Morton, by the way, but Mary uh, delivered it. very. It was a very personal song to her and a very powerful song with, uh, you know, groundbreaking subject matter. Largely spoken, not sung. That's the other thing I might want to add about this. You know, even though she was a terrific singer, again, this sort of actor sensibility. It wasn't yeah. just a song. She was playing a part, playing a role. And uh, you then got that, you know, you you got that orchestration behind it. So uh, really dramatic song, great uh, delivery. Uh, Mary Weiss with uh, a song called "Past, Present, and Future" from the Shangri-Las, 1966, on Sound Opinions. Present. Go out with you? Why not? Do I like to dance? Of course. Take a walk along the beach tonight? I'd love to. But don't try to touch me. Don't try to touch me. Because that will never happen again. Shall we dance? I was really hoping, Greg, you were going to play leader of the pack just because I want to hear that uh, motorcycle revving up Mm -hmm. with a ton of reverb. But, listeners, if you want to hear it, you can go to episode 702 where Alex Claiborne did a fantastic piece on that song. That's it for this bonus episode. For more full episodes of Sound Opinions, visit soundopinions.org. To sponsor the show, email sponsor at soundopinions.org. Thanks for listening. Sound Opinions, as always, is produced by Alex Claiborne, Andrew Gill, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our Columbia College intern, Max Hatlam. Social media is handled by Katie Cott.